Please note, this following podcast features bad language, right from the fucking start. And now, dissecting the week's most shared news stories, and separating the truth from the nonsense, it's the Ministry of Swooping. Hello and welcome to the Ministry of Swooping, a brand new podcast that does what you can't be bothered to do, look into the memes and stories, doing the rounds on social media and working out if there's any truth to them. And yes, I know it is an unusual name, but then so is Aliuan Damala Buga Time Bongo Puru Nakalululu Badar Akontiam. And that never did Akon any harm. Uh, so why are we doing this? Well, online it's getting increasingly harder to tell the truth from the fiction. Like Adolf Hitler once said, the problem with things quoted on the internet is they're not often true. So we're here to step up and do the background research a normal sane person wouldn't be bothered to do. We'll tell you if you can trust the Facebook post from that moron that you used to go to school with. We'll tell you if you can believe your idiot cousin's ramblings on Twitter. And we'll alert you if any of these post-truth politicians actually say something factually correct. And we're going to have a little fun along the way. So settle in for some bad slash lazy investigative journalism and a whole heap of bullshit. Uh, I'm your host for today, the Secretary of State for Nonsense, Al Galpin, and joining me as my Parliamentary Undersecretaries this week, uh, she's the world's most reluctant podcaster and former child actress, having appeared in 15 episodes of Hollyoaks back in 1995, it's my wonderful wife Kitty. Hello Kitty. Hi. And joining us via the wonders of technology, a man who once slapped Hulk Hogan's ass, host of Legend in My Spare Time and Matt Lees Gets Creative, it's Matt Lees. Hi Matt. Hi, thank you very much for having me, and let me say, Hogan had it coming, brother. <laughs> I'm sure he did. As a man who once accidentally touched a wrestler's ass, I admire your bravery on that one. Uh, so, welcome to the show, guys. Uh, first things first, how are you both? You okay, Kitty? Yes, it's really hot, though. It is very warm in here, especially now I've turned the fan off to record this. Yeah, there's the windows are open, so there might be random dogs barking and traffic noise, yeah, or kids frolicking. It all adds to the atmosphere, I'm sure. How are things over there, Matt? Uh, pretty much exactly the same. Uh, it's hot. I had to shut the door so the fan doesn't get caught on the mic, and the windows are open so you may hear noises, <laughs> uh, especially one particular bird that's really been picking on me this weekend and is going to get it if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> so has anything exciting happened in your, in your week, Matt? Well, I don't know. Sometimes you may know if people listen to my other show, Legend in My Spare Time, that sometimes I embarrass myself, and I embarrass myself with a with what turned out to not be a work colleague. Um, I can sum it up very quickly. He drives a really obnoxious yellow sports car, and I saw a really obnoxious yellow sports car and thought, how many dickheads can there really be in this little town driving such an obnoxious little sports car? So I'm behind it. <laughs> flashing the lights waving my fist i get in the lane beside him and i put up my best stone cold middle finger face wide-eyed big grin on my face middle finger as i pull up right beside him at a roundabout turns out to not be my co-worker at all <laughs> Oof. now did you go so today in the life did you start apologizing or did you just just go with it no i just kind of stared and then luckily traffic moved so he drove off and did not get out of the car and try to hurt me <laughs> that's good that's good yeah so I got away with that one. There's been times in the past where I haven't been as lucky running my mouth, allegedly. <laughs> that's that's the danger. That's the danger you mm-hmm. start uh, saying stuff. What about it's you? It's worth it though. What about you, Kitty? Anything exciting happened in? Uh, we've had a week off, haven't we? Actually, so this last week. Um, I don't know if you call it exciting, but I had to go like full mum on some like people in the cinema who were just talking over the film. Oh yes. Having a full-on conversation. Um, it was probably what our worst cinema experience ever. Yeah, I've been to the cinema loads of times, and that's definitely the worst time. And for for people, you know, we've got a little boy, so we don't get a chance to go to the cinema that often. So we took our our, our week off. Hunter still went to nursery three of those days, and on the Friday we went did a double header. We went to see Spider Man Far From Home Friday morning, had some lunch, and then we went to see Lion King Friday afternoon. And that Lion King showing was just full of idiots, wasn't mm-hmm. it? It was just... I, I saw it on Friday with both my wives, and we had the same experience. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was... We had... Bunch... Who, did, who did you have to tell off, then? Uh, I didn't. I bit my tongue. Um, but I was disgusted by people and did a lot of... Um, a lot of... <clears throat> 
<clears throat> and shaken of my head, you know. Uh, and loud Because it was just... Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Because the dad with these kids looked bigger than me, and I wasn't... I didn't feel like getting punched in the face. <laughs> but the behavior was just awful on all their parts. I did. There was a two... I'm guessing they were Chinese students sat next to me who uh, had their phones open for ages, were talking lots, and I figured once the film started that would stop. But no, no, the talking continued. All over the circle of life. I mean, what the hell? And I just, I was was the same, I was just... And eventually I got a shush out because I got really annoyed. But at the same time I said, shush, Kitty went, can you please stop talking? (laughs) Well, that's, sometimes that's no, how it's got to be. Excuse me, it wasn't that bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and on top of that, the, the, there were kids in a row in front of us who were then all kicked out of their seats because they they just randomly picked seats to sit in, and then some girls who had actually paid for those seats kicked them out. Um, and then there were a few flashes, weren't there? Like people were taking photos. Yeah. yeah uh, what is with the? Why is this a thing now? I, oh, here's little baby Elliot at his at his first movie ever. Put the camera down. I don't need your flash going off. Yeah, well, these were all, what, 14-year-old kids? Yeah, they're probably doing their insters. Ten minutes into the film, it it paused. The film stopped, and we're like, oh, no, it's after all that, it's now broken. But then the lights came on, and management came in, and Uh proceeded to throw out ten of these children. Amazing. And kick them out of the screen. But they had to have an argument about it first, because those oh, kids yeah. didn't want to go, did they? They did not want to go. And then there was another bunch of kids who, you know, in the same row, and they were all trying to work out whether they were all together or not. And, of course, those kids were like, no, 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 we're not with them, we're not with them. So some of them got a warning and got let, allowed to stay. But, yeah, a huge number of them just got kicked out of the screening. Did you applaud? I was, no. At that point, I was just <laughs> too annoyed to applaud. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think mean, had, I the, had the other issues not happened, I probably would have gone, yes, come on. But we were also yeah, thinking, come on, it's an afternoon, it's film. And as soon as this film finishes, we've got to go and pick Hunter up from nursery. We can't be yeah. delayed. <laughs> Don't delay the film anymore. Exactly. I remember when my podcast co-host, Just Johnny, worked in the cinema, and he would sneak me into movies all the time, allegedly. <laughs> um, and if there were kids in those things talking or being rude, I would just text him, and the amount of people I would watch get kicked out of screenings <laughs> was just... It was like this power. I, I know now I'd be a terrible, I'd be probably a really good villain, actually, because I was drunk with, with power, power and I was out of control. control. You know what I mean? I, mean, I was, was like, like, oh, what's this, this t-shirt? t-shirt? Oh, I, I don't, Hulk's not my guy. This guy's got a Hulk t-shirt on. Text John and be like, can you kick this guy out? What for? He has a Hulk t-shirt on. Come on, man. I'm trying to work here. <laughs> <laughs> but I tried. Oh, uh, man. So, yeah, we'd not, we'd not had seen that before, so... Uh... We obviously we mentioned stuff to management afterwards, and they did give us two free uh, tickets to go back any time. Yeah, you didn't want to mention it though. I was like, no, I'm going to say something. <laughs> well, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's not their fault, really. It's no, the kids but fault. you got two free tickets out of it. We did. So I think next time I'm going to complain too. <laughs> by me, I mean I'm going to make my wife do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I'm sure, she'll do it. Yeah, definitely. It's over. <laughs> right, with our introductions over, let's get to the the filling of this week's news sandwich. Uh, I say we've I've scoured social media for news stories and memes that are being shared um, and then most people are taking them at face value I've dug a little deeper in to find some of the truth behind the headlines and the real maths behind any stats Uh, so without any further ado here's this week's fake news roundup Uh, first up uh, I've got a story for you here Um, you may have heard about this one face app Old filters go viral, but there's one thing Android and iOS users need to know. Uh, This story was posted in The Express on the 17th of July. It's been shared all over social media. It did all start on Twitter. Um, Other outlets have all picked it up as well, including the BBC. And the gist of the story is that um, users of FaceApp should be wary uh, because the app is owned by a Russian company. Um, And due to their privacy policy, which states they take ownership of all photos uploaded via the app, um, it also suggests that all photos in your um, in your camera roll are being uploaded, and not just the one you're selected. Um, and the photos are all being uploaded to their servers and not processed on your phone, and that's not made clear in the app. Uh, this was all started as a claim by a software developer called Joshua Nozzi. Oh, he made that on Twitter. Um, and it caused a bit of a, a hoo-ha all over the place. Have you guys seen that story? Only because you mentioned it. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> I had seen it before, yes. Yeah. And have you have you used FaceApp? Absolutely. Yep, same. No. Yeah, you haven't, have you? No, and I was furious that you uploaded my picture into it when I found out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I did obviously find this story out after using FaceApp myself. I was like, oh, should we be worried about that? So um, did a little digging. Uh, there's a site called CyberScoop that have reviewed some of the, the statements, um, and they've proven through um, software installed on, on iPhones that monitors the bandwidth of things being uploaded and downloaded, uh, that it doesn't upload all your photos from your camera roll. It literally just does upload the one photo that you select. Um, so there's no concerns with that. That's quite easily been rejected. Uh, but they were still urging caution in using the app. And there's mention of could the app be using... Uh, or used to help train facial recognition software and is it something we should be concerned about is it is it a you know a russian government thing to track us and who we are so that's what they were saying um then there was another a website i found uh techcrunch had confirmed that yes the pictures are uploaded to the face app servers but those servers are all based in the us and are all part of amazon and google servers so None of the information appears to be going to Russia. Uh, they also had a statement from FaceApp which confirmed that data is not sent to Russia and that most photos are deleted from their servers after 48 hours. And the reason that they're kept on there that long is in case people want to use the same photo um, and put different filters on it, it saves them the bandwidth of having to upload it again and again. Um, the statement also points out that the vast majority of FaceApp users don't log in and don't create an account therefore it's not possible for them to link the photos to any particular person's identity in most cases mm -hmm. um, so it's not like they're creating a record and going oh that's Alan and that's Kitty and that's Matt you know, we'll, we'll log that so when we see them on CCTV we know it's them it's physically not possible for them to do that based on their comments so they say so they say um, having looked through it all most of the concerns appear to be because they're Russian. Um, and there doesn't seem to be any other real issue with that. I mean, the, the one of the things in the terms of service is that they take rights of the photos and then they can use them without permission and all this kind of stuff. And some people were getting annoyed about that. But when you look, sites and apps like Twitter and Snapchat um, have the same terms. It's just part of a generic term doesn't read very well it doesn't sound good um, but it seems to be a standard thing in apps mm -hmm. anytime you upload a photo to anything they will say that um, so that side of it doesn't seem to be too much of an issue for, for me I mean it does raise concerns like should we be concerned about photos we upload online anywhere and what happens to, to the ownership of those kinds of things so basically the, this particular app doesn't seem to be any worse than anything else already out there um, so I think the claims are mostly false um, but it does raise a question about what you do with your pictures and your data online yeah I mean do, do you guys think about that kind of stuff when you're posting things yeah yeah probably but is it one of those I don't I probably should and then move on or do you just yeah um, I do try and be careful with what I put on there. Um, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't post pictures of like Hunter in his swim nappy or anything like that, or in the yeah. bath or something. Yeah, yeah, no, same. Yeah, it's interesting. What about you, Matt? Does it make you think about what you post? It, it, it probably should, but I'm kind of in the same vein of like, if I'm going to upload it anywhere then it's pretty much everywhere. So if the Russians, quote-unquote, really want to scan my face for facial recognition, I'm going to assume they've already got it anyway. Um, but I think if I did have kids, I'd be exactly the same as yourselves in as much as sensitive material and all that. But if the Russians want 600 pictures of my wife and I and Minnie Mouse at Disneyland Paris, then take it, man. Like What, I'm, <laughs> what are they going to do? I know you know, yeah, you're not supposed to do this whole, like, I don't have anything to hide, so I don't care what they look at, but... I kind of feel that way, man. Like, even if like yeah. they always say people are listening to you, if you want to listen to me and my wife legit argue about remakes of Disney movies, not even argue, just debate them, then fine, listen in. Whatever, right? 
I'm a podcaster. I obviously don't care about people listening to me ramble. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you don't say anything on there that you wouldn't say to anyone else. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get that. Then we have got story number two. Uh, Matt, why don't you give us the headline on that one? Okay. Uh, all right. Fact. 95% of the ocean's plastic pollution comes from just 10 rivers, all of which are in Asia or Africa. Once again, Canada is not the problem. Don't let Justin Trudeau fool Canadians. See what you did here, by the way. Uh, the source is multiple Facebook pages, including the Coalition of Concerned Manufacturers and Businesses of Canada and BC Patriots, originally shared in 2017, but has become popular again recently. Uh, this is from Facebook, most commonly in Canada. Um, and um, it has been picked up by various outlets over the past two years, including National Geographic's educational blog, which references an article from Cosmos magazine. Um, and then the article version, 10 Rivers 8 in Asia may be responsible for dumping almost 4 million tons of plastic into the seas every year, according to the research by the Helmholtz Center for Environmental Research and the... Come on, man. The... <laughs> wife why Stefan's friends through the magic of editing I'm gonna do I'm gonna yeah. do it in one take right now <laughs> University of Applied Science in Germany yeah I I'd, I'd, I'd forgotten it was the Canadian story up second so what's well, actually fluke that I then passed to you uh, but yeah I also forgotten that the name of the university was in there uh, so thank you for reading that yeah this is a a, a meme a, a, an image that has been shared online uh, it's cropped back up again recently from, from things I've seen uh, on Facebook. Um, and like it says, it states that 95% of the ocean's plastic pollution comes from just 10 rivers. Uh, this comes from um, a report from, from that university. And like the um, magazine article actually says, is that it's 88 to 95% of all riverborne plastic waste that comes from those 10 rivers. So not all waste, riverborne waste. Um, and right. the the article doesn't actually go on to say how much of a percentage of all ocean plastic waste comes from rivers. Um, so the stats here are kind of exaggerated and misrepresented. Uh, a lot of the news places that have reported this story initially in 2017 have since corrected their versions online um, to say up to 95 percent and mention the fact that it's riverborne pollution so obviously the fact that the fact of the matter is that the four million tons worth of plastic that's not a good thing clearly but what they've done is they've taken certain aspects of that report um, and turned it into um, a political thing against Justin Trudeau because yes a lot of the riverborne plastic waste in this report is seen in Asia and Africa eight of them in um, Asia the other two in Africa so they're trying to say oh we've, we we don't have an issue it's it's somewhere else that has the issue where that might be true of a certain percentage of riverborne waste but we should all be doing more to prevent the other percentage um, so that's that's what I found. Um, so the report has been misrepresented and then has been corrected by the media. However, that initial image and also a version that was turned into a video has continued to be shared, uh, has gone around again and again and again. So the facts are incorrect, although it still really is a concern. So so that's, that's an exaggeration of the truth at best, that meme. Mm-hmm. It sounds a little, a little bit like we're blaming the rivers for the pollution, which is ridiculous. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Specifically the Asian and African rivers. Yeah. Right? Not yeah. the Mississippi, you know. not the Thames. No, no. And I mean, they're, they're not not necessarily rivers, but we've got a lot of old little little waterways here, you know, that the canal boats would at canals, I guess. Uh, and I'm sure about 10% of the garbage and waste comes from there on a Sunday morning when you walk by, for sure. Oh, yeah. There's like shopping carts in there and all manner of things. Yeah, yeah, it's not a good situation. And obviously we've seen recently no. the, the BBC series about plastic waste and, and things like that. It's something that's 
at the forefront of people's minds lately and I think this is potentially why this this image has, has come back again. Well it's also easier to blame other people isn't it because yeah. then it's not me that's got to just you know ditch my plastic straw or my Starbucks cup it's all the people in Asia and all of their rubbish. Yeah, but as we saw on that BBC programme, a lot of that rubbish that's lying around in certain parts of Asia is actually British rubbish that gets shipped out there and then dumped. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it may have come out from an Asian river, but where did it originate from? It might have come from here. Probably from Greg's. (laughs) Exactly, it could have been a Greg's and a Sainsbury's bag. Just because it's come out of an Asian river doesn't mean it's Asian waste. So far, two stories, one mostly false, one exaggeration of the truth. Story number three, Kitty, what have you got? Just says, meanwhile... I'm guessing it. I'm guessing it has this tone to it. Meanwhile, in Sadiq Khan's London, <laughs> dot dot dot. I guess there's an image that goes with that, or a video. Yeah, it's a video. A video. Yeah, it's a, a video shared by the Facebook page Sadiq Khan Watch. Uh, it came out about two weeks ago, and it's just been shared on Facebook. It's not been really picked up by any proper media outlets, but it's also been shared on Twitter by some right-wing personality. It's basically a video of a man, CCTV footage of him being uh, robbed at knife point. We all know we've seen in the news a lot about knife crime in London. It seems to be a big talking point in the media. Certain people are using that as an attack on Sadiq Khan because he's obviously the mayor of London, um, saying that it's his, his fault that this is happening. Now, obviously, things like this are happening because we are hearing about them. But this particular video, uh, if you do a search for... Uh, screenshots from the video you will find that the video was first posted on news 24 which is a south african news website uh, and that report confirms the attack is indeed real but it took place in bloemfontein and not london so it is a real incident but it did not take place in london so it was clearly used as an attack on sadiq khan to be expected really considering the name of the facebook page that shared it initially that right-wing personality who shared the, the details on Twitter uh, when he was corrected and told that it was in South Africa not in London he did write a separate tweet to apologise but he did not delete the original tweet and that has continued to be shared uh, by uh, followers of his so that story again is is false it's a real event but it's been mis- misrepresented it didn't actually take place in London at all and that's the problem with that's the blessing and the curse of Online media, or any kind of media, really, because they're going to tell you whatever story they want to tell you. Absolutely. And this is, this is just one of the things I wanted to do with this podcast, is because people see that, and you would take it at face value. Well, a lot of people would take it at face value, saying, well, yeah, that's bad. You, or you wouldn't think about it long enough to think, oh, I wonder if that's true. You just see it come mm-hmm. up on your Facebook feed and then just scroll past it, but it sticks in the back of your head. And then if you keep seeing enough stuff like that, you, you kind of form an opinion of something without realising. It's like you see a lot of this stuff and you think, oh, yeah, it's bad, isn't it? So, yeah, I'm trying to point out some of that this stuff is, is not true. We will move on. Story number four. This came from a TV producer called Nick Ramsey on Twitter on the 16th of July. Uh, and he pointed out that the US Equal Employment Opportunity Commission states go back where you came from as an example of harassment. It's been uh, widely shared and picked up on by some media outlets. And basically it's, it's referencing Donald Trump's recent attacks on these four congresswomen. Trump stated about them, why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came? So go back where you came from is kind of a paraphrased version of that. The tweet suggests that the EEOC actually lists that as a, an explicit example of harassment. I don't understand many of the things that that big orange person gets away with. Yes. Um, and I'm not political at all, but I know like I know a quote-unquote bad person when I see and see one speak, I think. And I don't understand how he gets away with any of this stuff. But go back where you came from, whether or not it's harassment. It's certainly not something a president, a leader of the free world, as they say, should be saying to people. But I would definitely take that as harassment. Go yeah. back where you came from is not a nice thing. Absolutely. I'm fairly sure that I had to do some harassment training, um, like an online course at work a few months ago, and I'm fairly sure Go Back Where You Came From was listed as an example of things that you're not allowed to say to colleagues. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, there's, there's a website called Truth or Fiction, which I think has summed it up quite nicely. They say that the guidance in question does appear on the Equal 
Employment Opportunity Commission's website under the heading Immigrants' Employment Rights under Federal Anti-Discrimination Laws. And then under the heading of Harassment Based on National Origin, it states ethnic slurs and other verbal or physical conduct because of nationality are illegal if they are severe or pervasive and create an intimidating, hostile or offensive working environment, interfere with work performance or negatively affect job opportunities. Examples of potentially unlawful conduct include insults, taunting or ethnic epithets, such as making fun of a person's foreign accent or comments like go back where you came from whether made by supervisors or by co-workers so it's there the phrase go back where you came from is used as an example of potentially unlawful activity um, it does they say bear mentioning that the passage was neither relevant nor actionable since the lawmakers were neither employees of trump nor in three of the four cases did they actually emigrate to the u.s uh, nonetheless the claim is accurate the eoc does illustrate harassment based on national origin with the example of go back where you came from so that story is true that is in that guidelines but i can say it's not actionable on trump in that instance but that doesn't mean he was right to say it and it doesn't mean he's not a what's it head buffoon yeah um, they'll never catch me i'm too huge i'm too popular (laughs) they love me in canada you'd think by now if he was gonna go he would have gone by now I can't believe that, like, I don't want to be political because I assure you I am not a political person whatsoever. But I cannot believe that that pumpkin head is still there. Like, I kept waiting for America to be like, just kidding. No, you, you guys thought we were serious? No, we, we were just kidding. We were just, that's just a joke. Here's the real president. Just kidding, y'all. Ha ha. Very f- no. Yeah, it's like, and, and now Boris Johnson yeah, is our like, prime minister. Yeah, it's like we're like, here, hold my beer. Yeah. Here we come. I know. Boris. I know. So This is not a competition we should be having, people. <laughs> Absolutely. Basically, I'm going to try not to do too many Donald stories on this podcast, but, you know, if it's going to be about fake news, there's going to be one every now and again. You are fake. You are fake news. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. ever need me to come on as, with a sound clip and play your Trump for your <laughs> podcast series, I'll gladly do it. <laughs> Thank you very much. We might take you up on that. Uh, okay, we'll move on to the last few stories. Matt, do you want to do story number five? Yes. States here, this is a a photo. Uh, If anyone's unsure, when their kids return to school after the holidays, center parks have this handy tool. And essentially, this is from various Facebook pages last week. And it's something I always hear parents that I work with complain about, which is a really fair one. It's essentially you're looking at the first week here, uh, Monday, August 26th, for example, for four nights. 1049 pounds however the very next day the very next week monday september the second for four nights half the price 529 and again in earlier in august almost 2000 as well so this basically states that as soon as the kids are back in school it's half the price which is incredibly unfair if it is true especially to parents it's hard enough already to take kids away for holidays i'm amazed that this kind of stuff is legal now are others covering this it's not in the main media outlets which sometimes means there's funny business but sometimes means it's kakamimi uh the meme shows a screenshot of four prices for the nights at the sherwood forest center parks with resorts and then it's got the prices there as i mentioned yeah so uh, have you, you seen this come up on your facebook guys yeah i've seen it shared by yeah. quite a few people yeah mm-hmm. and i had as well that's where i picked it up and I, I looked to see where it's been shared from and it's all from different every time i saw it come up it was shared by from a different facebook page so it's something that's that started somewhere i can't work out where the first place was but it seems to have been picked up and used by lots of lots of people um this one was very easy to to work out if it's true or not because i just went to the center parks website and put in the same details because the image quite clearly shows four nights at the sherwood forest center parks resort and the dates so i put those dates in and got my quotes and sure enough um for that week of the 26th of august it came up 1049 pounds exactly the same as the image uh, but where the 2nd of september one on the uh, image is 529 pounds when i looked it was 549 actually gone up 20 quid so it's still a ridiculous difference it's a 500 pound difference for four nights from one week to the next um, it's really disgusting though yeah i don't know how it's allowed what's even better is there's a different room type where on the 26th of august that room was going for 1700 and then the week after it was 700 so it's a thousand pounds different for the same four nights just a following week so it's 250 quid a night extra for going in the school holidays in the last week of the school holidays Absolutely and if that's insane. not gouging or or monopolizing of some I'm, maybe it's not the right wording but you know what i mean there must be some 
law they're breaking there that that's just disgusting. I think, it's not your yeah. fault your kids are in school. I don't. I think this is the problem. I don't Especially think now the schools fine you if you take your kids out yeah. when it's um, not holiday time. If the fine's less than five hundred bucks, though, yeah, yeah, you take do. the fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is the thing because I'm, I'm sure this is why it's not been picked up in the main media outlets is because they've covered this kind of stuff. They've covered before. it loads. So they've they've seen it again and like, oh, it's just the same stuff. We're I think actually, aren't they trying to reform the school holiday system so that it's staggered by county so that not yeah, everybody's not off at the same. same time but then that just means that the holiday companies center parts will just be able to put their prices up across the board yeah that is the danger they will yeah i think you said the other day Kitty, when we saw this that you from from your experience and what you've seen in the past that center parks are one of the worst people for doing this yeah and they're not by any means the only company that do this we've seen it other times package holidays and stuff like that will become more expensive during the holidays well there's more demand but, but... yeah but a thousand pound difference for four nights is is insane there's obviously no way that the fine for taking your kids out of school will be that much so if you're gonna do it then i suppose you do it and you hit the, take the fine take the cheap i would option. take the i would take the fine every time yeah so that was a relatively straightforward, simple story until to work out that it is completely true. Story number six. Do you want to have a quick look at this one, Kitty? All right, then. Yeah, I would, actually, because I really, I really like this. I find this one hilarious. Me too. <laughs> Hotel closest to Area 51, fully booked, as nearly two million people pledged to storm the base. Uh, is it from an anonymous source, or is Anon no. News an actual outlet? Anon News is the outlet. Okay, so that was shared on the... 19th of July and it's been spotted on Facebook and um, picked up as well on other places like Yahoo News and on NPR. There's a Facebook event which was set up as a joke to storm Area 51 en masse to try and see them aliens and it's grown in popularity so much over the last week that there's 2 million people signed up. The article suggests that the nearest hotel the Little Alien, I see what they did there, Yeah, uh, has been inundated with calls since the event went viral. There are only 10 rooms at the hotel and all are booked on the date of the event. And she has, she, I guess, being the, the hotel owner, the hotel okay. owner yeah. has 60 people who will be camping in the hotel grounds. So I, I heard you mention this briefly on your podcast this week, Matt. Mm-hmm. Is this uh, something you've been uh, following with interest? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to watch the fucking live stream for sure. Like <laughs> better them than me. Stream? Yeah, yeah, apparently they're promising they're going to stream it. Um, it's September is it? September they're doing it? Yeah, yeah. Because as we mentioned, they've told them the exact hour in which they're coming. <laughs> yeah. So I'll definitely watch it. But I mean, these guys probably should have been lick- should have been eating Tide Pods, so then they wouldn't be out here doing this. My favorite part is when it says they can't stop all of us. That's my favorite part. I'm here to let part. you know. Right. <laughs> they, they are literally the military. <laughs> they are literally the military. The yeah. strongest one, quote unquote, in the world yeah. by that matter. It's like running up to the to the Death Star with a couple of rocks yeah. and being like, yo, they can't kill all of us. Yes, they can. Uh, yes, they can. And they will. Because apparently the last person to break into Area 51 was in January and he was shot dead uh, pretty quickly. Um, so yeah. they have no hesitation to take you down if you cross that fence so yeah exactly if it's one person or two million they got something in there well look even if they did have aliens in there they don't now because (laughs) these momos gave them like three months notice (laughs) (laughs) absolutely they've put them all on the uh, little ufos and flown them somewhere else to hide them for a bit exactly now they're going to get there there's just going to be some dude sweeping the floor going there ain't nothing here to see just a bunch of dusty old things. They've put all the aliens in the hotel rooms. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Come on, people. Let's th- and we all know, anybody who's done their real research knows that all the real alien shit is at S4 anyway. <laughs> so yes. let's just, let's be real about this. They're going to the wrong place. Yeah, me and Kitty watched that document and documentary. The other Bob night, Lazar or whatever his name is. Bob Lazar <laughs> on Netflix. There's a documentary about Bob Lazar on Netflix. And he is someone who claims to have worked at S4 terrible documentary yeah mickey rourke does yeah, not make yeah. a good documentary voiceover yeah absolutely i said the same to my wife when we watched it was you know as somebody who speaks and narrates things the fact that he was like i've seen a lot of bob lazar stuff that was by far the worst 
collection of anything because I listen to Coast to Coast. I've listened to it for years, being a longtime radio nerd. That was terrible. His story has been told much better. And you should never feel like you could do better on your iPhone. But I kind of watched that documentary like, I can make a better Bob Lazar documentary than this motherfucker. I'd never <laughs> even heard of him until I saw that documentary on Netflix. I was like, ooh, maybe this will be like Beyond the Curve or whatever it was called that we watched. Yeah, we occasionally watched the odd documentary on Netflix. The last one was about the uh, Flat Earth people. Yeah. I love that one. Is that the one where they proved that they the proved Earth is not flat? They proved it with a laser pen. And then, yeah, and then the next scene, the one dude's like... You keep you going, keep that to yourself because uh, there's a lot of things going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, so uh, his opening gambit was like, oh, I can see Seattle and you shouldn't be able to see Seattle from here. Uh, it's kind of like when pro wrestling was revealed to not be real and they just kind of decided to embrace it. These guys are the opposite where they're like, yeah. no, man, it's just, uh, we going, it's still real. Uh, it's, it's just that one test was wrong. It's still real to me, damn it. It's flat. <laughs> I love this one thing I saw once on on Twitter. I think it was a guy had gone up, a flat earth believer had gone up in a plane where you can literally see the curve of the earth out the window. But he'd taken a spirit level with him and used that as evidence that it was even up here where you say you can see the curve, it's this is still proof that it's flat. It's like you just can't help. Whatever happened to the dude that was going to launch his own rocket? Whatever happened to that mofo? Oh, yeah, I don't know. He probably launched it and discovered that the earth was spherical. Oh, he blew up. And now we've never heard from him again. <laughs> he just kept going. It didn't come back. Yeah, he didn't live stream it, unfortunately. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to do something incredibly stupid, at least stream it for the rest of us, you know? Kind of yeah. like Chandler Dudd and friends when they were in the hotel room listening to him argue. Do this for your friends. Enunciate. So, let's all speak clearly and do these stupid things in public so the rest of us can watch and show our kids and go, see, honey, that's why we don't want you hanging out with that Joey kid from down the street. <laughs> So get back to uh, back to the story. Yes. Yeah, so I looked into to this, looking to the other news, the other versions of this story. Um, there doesn't seem to be anything to suggest that the hotel owner is lying. However, the Yahoo report um, states that they've spoken to other hotels in the area who have plenty of vacancies and that they have not seen an increase in demand on the night of the planned raid. And the story seems to have originated from a an NPR, the National Public Radio report about the Area 51 raid. It seems to be the initial source of the quotes. And basically it seems like this Anon News is an, basically an unreliable website that's taken certain aspects of NPR's report out of context to suggest that lots of people are planning on going the, to the area. Uh, and the truth is one 10-room hotel is booked, but there's no evidence to suggest that those bookings are related to the event um, and other hotels don't seem to be full or even have an increased demand at all. So certain aspects of it may be true, but again, this has been taken out of context and exaggerated to make it sound like it's really going to be a big thing, when quite clearly most people, most of those two million people are clearly not going to go. I expect quite a lot of those two million people are people in far-flung corners of the world who aren't even going to be able to get to Area 51. So Mm -hmm. I expect some people will be there, but it's not going to be a lot. No, as a, I shared something that had something, as an indie musician, two million means there's going to be like twelve people there. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, but it's ridiculous. This, they're they're not going to do this. This is this is insane. I thought you were going to say that you called the little alien in and tried to book a room <laughs> and maybe got the lady for an interview. No, no, I did go on the website and it uh, they're actually advertising the raid on their website. Um, Saying, Perfect, because that's what you want to do when you're going to a raid. Check into a hotel and sign your name. Yep. And let's be honest, most of these people that are going to attend to this thing, they don't have credit cards. No way they're booking into a hotel. They're sleeping in their car on the side of the road. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I know I didn't go as far as finding them. I did look up on their website to see if I had any availability, and it says they did even mentions on there that they're booked. But I, I found all the information I needed from the from the other reports without having to do too much uh, digging. I would have found them if I if I needed to. That would have been fun. You should have done it anyway. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Forget something like that. Maybe I'll phone them for next week. Not on the house phone, though. No, no, no. I can call them right now. I have a Skype plan. (laughs) I'll do the last story then for this week. And this is a quote from Jeremy Hunt, MP which came from the final Conservative Party leadership debate on the 15th of July. Uh, he said, I bought my first flat when I was 29. Since then, that was nearly 30 years ago, the incomes of people in their 20s have gone up by about 20%. House prices have gone up by nearly three times. 
Um, so that was shared on various social media platforms, uh, mentioned in several media outlets who were covering the debate. And so the gist is UK house prices have increased by 300%, whilst incomes for people in their 20s are up just 20%. I'd be surprised if it's as much as that, 20%. You think it might be lower? Yeah. About the house price part of it, do you think that's about right? Probably, yeah, it's probably about right, isn't it? We'll see in a minute. What about you, Matt? What's your gut instinct on that? It sounds about right, because all I hear people complain about is uh, either trying to buy one or you hear people talking about how much they made off of their house or how much their home is now worth. So it sounds right to me. And as far as the income not going up, I definitely agree with that as well. It's definitely not going up in in, in a relative pattern, hmm. if that's the right terminology. Yeah. Well, when I was looking into this one, first I had to what you mostly mentioned when I was 20. It was nearly 30 years ago, so I had to work it out. So he was born in November 1966. Uh, so when he was 29, it would have been late 95 or into 1996. And the UK House Price Index, which is available on the government website, shows that the average UK house price over that period was around £57,000. At the end of 2018, that figure was £231,000, and that is an increase of 305%. So that side of the the statement is proven correct. There's a fact-checking website called Full Fact. Uh, they've done the maths on the income side of things because I wasn't able to work that out very well myself. For incomes for people in their 20s, they found that the oldest data available was from 1997 where the median weekly income for 22 to 29-year-olds was £255 and in 2018 it was £428. Uh, and they say after adjustments for changes in data collection during that time, that works out as a 72% increase, although that figure should be taken with a pinch of salt given those changes. Uh, While Hunt's figures on the incomes don't seem to have any evidence to support them, the true figure is actually higher than he stated, but the fact is that the house prices have increased significantly more than the wages for those younger people, so that story is mostly true. I'm really surprised that they think people's incomes have gone up by 72%. That That doesn't seem to tally up. Yeah, well, that's since since the mid-90s. I'm thinking when I left sixth form in 98, when I left sixth form for the first time, before I had to go back, I took a job, um, and my annual salary was like 6,500. If you think of what someone's starting salaries are now, that's a full 35-hour week in an office job. It's going to be... Considerably more than six and a half thousand. Yeah, I suppose so. Obviously, legally, they're not allowed to pay you that little anymore. Minimum wage is more than that. So, yeah, I think it has gone up by that much because, but, but with inflation and everything, that increase is worth less. Mm. They should have adjusted that mm-hmm. percentage down for inflation. Well, the, the only reason that they haven't done that because they think the the figure for inflation with inflation is fourteen percent. They've gone up fourteen percent in line with inflation um, which might be is nearer to what he said at 20% so that might be the figure that he was trying to think of but the reason that the the full fact website mm-hmm. says you shouldn't use that figure is because the housing prices aren't taking inflation into account it's your actual money gotcha. against the actual house prices so that's why the 72% figure is the one that it works best as the comparison but yeah it's still obviously pretty shit for people trying to buy a house if you Amen. yeah uh, so that's the the last of those stories today. A few true ones, a few porky pies, and a few that are based on the truth. If anyone listening has seen anything online or heard something down the pub or you want to know if it's true, let us know. People well, don't go to pubs anymore, do they? <laughs> uh, probably not. Not as listening to this, I would have thought. Uh, we'll take a look at some of your suggested ideas and discuss them next time. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter and Instagram where we are at MOSwooping. You can email us at MOSwooping at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail on Anchor where we are, you guessed it, MOSwooping. Um, we have a Facebook page where you can get updates from us as well as a Facebook group where you can join in the community and share any fake stories you found. Uh, I think you can work out what those are called, but just in case, it's Ministry of Swooping. The Ministry of Swooping wants to have ambassadors all over the world, ones whose emails will definitely not be worth leaking to the press. So we're going to ask ambassadors to send in details of any stories shared in their corner of the world that they think are untrustworthy. Um, So 
as per the contact details I mentioned earlier, send us in any stories uh, and we'll take a look at them next time. Uh, and now, sports. Well, as close as we come to covering sports in this podcast, it's the fact penalty shootout. Matt and Kitty are going to take it in turns. We're going to hear, each contestant's going to hear a series of five facts and has to tell us whether they think those tra- facts are true or false. Whoever gets the most correct wins. And in the result of a draw, we will have sudden death. Oh, I'm going to be horrible at this. Okay. I'm, give, I'm giving you stink face right now, just so you know. <laughs> so, Kitty, you're up first. Ladies first. Oh, God. Your fact is, snails have 14,000 teeth. True or false? True. It is true. And apparently <clears throat> some of those snails can kill you. What? Yeah. What snails can kill a person? I don't know. I put these facts together a little while ago, and I don't have links to some of them anymore. Um, okay, Matt. Are you a trusted source? That's the question. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I've got fact to check myself, maybe, for next week. Uh, okay, so the first one for you, Matt. Sonic the Hedgehog's full name is Ogilvy Maurice Hedgehog. True. It is true. Oh, yeah. Back to you, Kitty. Most toilet paper sold for home use in France is pink. False. No, it's true. What? That is true. She's missed. She's hit the bar on that one. Ooh, I was really rooting for you. Over to Matt. Uh, there is an average of 25 fatal snake bites in Australia every year. An average of 25 fatal snake bites in Australia every year? Yeah. That sounds like it's too little. So only based on the number, I'm going with false. Well, you are correct. It is false. Oh, yeah. Uh, Australia is home to the largest number of venomous snakes in the world. It averages only one fatal snake bite a year. Whoa. As people know to stay the fuck away from those snakes. That's well, right. Or they've got some like real good. Or antidotes. they've got some good anti venom. Yeah. They, and I, the flying doctors. Yeah, I bet every hospital has got a lot of anti venom. Yeah. And if the if the flat earthers are right, it's not real anyway. So it's just it a fake exist. number. Yeah. It doesn't matter, and they still manage to kill one person a year, even though they don't exist. Exactly. Uh, okay, so it was now that's what uh, two one to Matt and back to Kitty. Cards Against Humanity bought an island in Maine to preserve wildlife. True or false? I know they've done some like some weird stuff. I haven't heard of them doing that. I'm gonna say false. Oh, it's true. And any guesses what it's called? No. It's called Hawaii (laughs) Two. So another miss for Kitty. Chance for you to run away with this one here, Matt. Uh, over to you. So this one is Daddy Long Legs are not spiders because they have penises. True. It is true. Three one to Matt. Back to Kitty. If you drop a penny from the top of a tall building, it could kill someone. True. true. Or false. No, it's false. Ah. Uh, because terminal velocity of a penny is about somewhere between thirty and fifty miles an hour, which is not enough to kill someone. There you go. But it would really piss them off. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it would hurt. It would hurt. It just wouldn't kill you. Um, Matt, you can sneeze in your sleep. True. No, that's false. No, wait, wait, but, but, but wait a minute. In Mighty Ducks 3, they tickle the dude's nose and he sneezes. Now, I hope that you are not questioning the factual accuracy of the Mighty Ducks trilogy here. Well, firstly, well remembered that little fact, my ducks. Uh, but apparently, the, the when you're asleep, the brain shuts down the reflex that makes you sneeze. TV lied so, to me. What could be happening in my ducks is they could be tickling him, and that's woken him up, and then sn- he sneezed. Or maybe he's just playing along because he's so happy that the team are finally including him. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. So I'm sure the film is not fake in any way. Thank you, thank you, thank oh. you. I feel better. In real life, you can't sneeze in your sleep. Um, Kitty, even though you no longer can win... Damn it! I will read you your last facts just for to continue the game. It's a, a, a topical one this week. Neil Armstrong had to clear customs and immigration after returning from the moon. <laughs> True or false? Anything to declare. <laughs> true. It is True. <laughs> They really made him play. Really, well, he didn't land in the US, did they? They landed in the ocean. Oh. So he then re entered the US. So yes, he had to go through customs and immigration. 
Where have you been, sir? I've been to the moon. All right, first room on the left, buddy. We're going to have a nice little talk. <laughs> and last one for you, Matt. Uh, the last guillotine execution in France was in 1969. True. Nope, that is false. Oh. France last used the guillotine in September 1977, four months after Star Wars came out. Oh. Holy cow. And it wasn't outlawed until 1981. The year I was they born. They love to chop off some heads. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. you think of guillotine, you think of medieval times, don't you? You don't think it was being done in the 70s. It's a revolution, yeah, you, isn't it? You, you think of Bill and Ted. <laughs> you think of Bill and Ted, yeah. Uh, so there we go. It's a win for Matt. Congratulations, man. Oh, well, thank Rematch. you very much. And the, the pleasure was all yours, I assure you. <laughs> uh, so we'll have more faked fact shootout fun next time. Okay, so the show is coming to a close. So before we go, a little bit of begging from me. Uh, if you've listened to this far through the show, then thank you very much. We are honoured. Please do hit that subscribe button and make sure you don't miss any future episodes. And if you have a minute, please do give us a rating and a review on whichever podcast system you're listening to us on. Those ratings really do help us and be heard by more people, basically. So you'll be doing us a big favour. Uh, and don't forget to follow us all on the social medias and send us any news stories you want looking into. Contact details coming up in just a moment. Um, now, before we go any further, have either of you got anything you want to plug or any final thoughts or anything you want to say, any shout-outs you want to do, anything like that? Go for it. Kitty, nothing? You got anything, Matt? Well, as long yeah, I got, um, of course, please listen to my podcasts, uh, Legend in My Spare Time and Matt Lee's Gets Creative, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Legend is the Immature Dudes show And MLGC is my grown up podcast Where hopefully I have cool interviews With interesting people And again, liking and subscribing And sharing and leaving a review is a huge help So please check it out And maybe do those things too And thank you to, your, to you for having me on the show No no problem, thank you very much for coming on It's a pleasure uh, So we will end our show with our good friend Rando Cardrissian Who will be picking our episode title some of you may recognise the name as one of the special rules from Cards Against Humanity, where a random card is drawn to play against the real players, often with hilarious results. So I'm going to draw two random cards out from the standard UK version of Cards Against Humanity, and that will become the title of this week's episode. Why do we do it? Well, because our podcast name, Ministry of Swooping, came from a game of Cards Against Humanity, and also, why the fuck not? So I've literally just picked, while Matt was talking, I picked out two cards here. So the episode title on this one will be called... I get by with a little help from bioengineered assault turtles with acid breath. So there we go. That's our episode title for episode one of the. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me, man. <laughs> uh, and on that unsavory note, we'll say thank you for listening, guys, and goodbye. Bye bye. Say goodbye, Kitty. Bye. If you want to contact the Ministry of Swooping, you can email moswooping at gmail.com. You can send a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash moswooping. You can also join our Facebook group and be a part of the community. Just search for Ministry of Swooping. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, where we are at moswooping.com.